Hello, hello, my friends. Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is May 11th, 2021, and we are in episode number 56. Today we're talking about a successful bedtime or evening, however you want to label it, routine. And, you know, the subject of this came up this morning when I woke up exhausted, um, completely exhausted. And to be perfectly honest, I said to my husband, I said, um, I'm going to go back to bed and meditate. Like I'm not, I don't go back to bed to sleep, but I was going back to, to meditate. I do like to meditate in the morning. And I said, I'm going to go back to meditate, but just in case I fall asleep, please check in with me because I have a six thirty um, fusion 15 class, which for those that are, are new or haven't heard of this before, I rolled out some 15 minute workouts, five days a week to help get your body moving. So ever since I've rolled this out, it has affected my bedtime routine because I'm not ready to go to bed at night. So then I'm not ready to go to bed at night and then it impacts my sleep in the morning. Excuse me. I had something in my throat for a second there. Um, it impacts my sleep in the morning. And when I wake up, I am completely not ready for my day. And I like to start my day giving a hundred percent. Um, I like to give a hundred percent with everything I do. Yeah, that's me. So we're sitting here eight 30 in the morning. We've we're going to make this a short and sweet, hopefully, podcast about a successful evening routine and how it makes for a successful morning routine. I am not, based on timing, I am not going to head into the morning routine today, but I'm definitely going to lean in and talk about the effects of not having a good night's sleep. I was groggy. I was exhausted. I was tired. And that's because I wasn't able to go to sleep. I wasn't tired last night, so I was tired this morning. But I had to wake up and do two workouts um, because last night's didn't record. So I wanted to make sure it got up there on the recording. So let's lean in and get started today and talk about having a successful evening and bedtime routine. You know, creating a bedtime routine for adults is one of the smartest things that you can do for yourself. After running around in mental overdrive all day long, you can slow down and focus on what matters most. Why this is important is so you are getting that restful sleep. So you are able to fall asleep a little bit easier. The majority um, of people are not getting enough sleep, period. Somewhere between seven and nine hours is what you should be getting. I know we don't quite fall into that regularly. Sometimes we do, but not often because, and I say we, referring to our households, especially Tony and I, because we're both budding entrepreneurs and we both work full time. So the only time we can really work on our business is before and after our work schedule for the most part, right? Um, and that means having strict bookends to our day. 9.30 at night, we are on the couch. So we have some time together. Typically, it is one show, uh, about maybe a 40-minute show, which is like our longer show. Or if we don't have time, we'll watch like a 20-minute show. We typically watch like Netflix or Android or something like that. So it's not really a TV, but if you look at it as like a one-hour-long series or a comedy, that's pretty much what we do. Um, and then we try to be in bed by 10.30. What happened last night is we didn't settle on the couch till 10 o'clock at night. Well, after one 20-minute show, I wasn't ready for bed. So I said, let's watch one more. Well, they're comedies that we're watching. Our, our funnies are normally our shorter ones. And I wasn't ready. So I watched two shows. 
And then I read for like five minutes, wasn't long. I fell right to sleep. But you know what? It affected me this morning. So it's really important that we have a structured bedtime routine. The major benefit of having a bedtime routine is one that is catered to you. Everybody is different. Um, Insomnia is one of the most common sleep disorders, and it affects us more as we age, and especially when you add menopause, perimenopause into that mix, it can be nasty. And if you're adding night sweats and things like that, so insomnia is one of the side effects. Stress from a busy workday, an active personal life can cause sleep anxiety. So creating a bedtime routine puts your body in a relaxed state. And that's the intention is to slowly unwind as you're working on those bookends for your day. So I want to be clear what I mean by bookends. Having an official start time to your day and an official end time to your day. Any of my coaching clients know, and you probably have heard me say this before, I will cut off a call. Unless it is an emergency, I will cut off a call normally by 9.15 because I have to go. Um, I really like our date nights at 9.30. It's the one time we come together. And, and of course, there are exceptions. Of course. But 99% of the time, this is when we game to come together um, as a unit, Tony and I. And this is what, what works for us. So just because I'm sharing what works for us doesn't mean it's going to work for you and your family dynamics or if you're by yourself, what it looks like. But I'm sure there are different pieces of today talking about an evening routine that you're going to be able to take away from that's going to make some nice differences to your day-to-day. So creating a bedtime routine puts your body in a relaxed state. By the time you're finished, your body should feel relaxed and ready for lights out. And that is the key. That's going to help you fall asleep faster. No two bedtimes are going to be the exact same. You know, I've collected a bunch of different um, bedtime routines that I'm going to share with you today. And I want you to feel inspired and definitely share with me what works for you. Do you have any kind of alarm or single to help prepare you for bed? Like I said, my 930 is my cutoff. I don't book appointments, um, electronics are put away, and actually, well, except for the phone that we use to Chromecast to the TV so we can watch Netflix. Um, That's it. I don't respond to any messages. Even if my children need me, they have to reach him. I do not like electronics at that point at night. It actually goes in my bedroom, the one that people can message me. So, but maybe you can try setting an alarm because your bedtime routine should feel easy And it should be about taking care of yourself. It may take a few nights to settle in. And if you start doing, for instance, a workout program at night that you're not used to, if it's later at night, you might need a couple days to adapt. But it won't take that long to fall into the rhythm. Be patient with yourself as you're going through this process. Weekends can be tricky with maybe social events, lack of routine, evening activities. But if you keep it simple, your nightly ritual can Really play off in small dividends throughout your day, and you'll notice it most throughout your sleep patterns, okay? So set something up in terms of a bookend for your day, a start time and an end time. That would be my number one recommendation. Start your bedtime routine at a consistent time each night. So you know how I just mentioned, you know, 9.30, we're on the couch. That means 9.15, I get myself ready to be on the couch brush my teeth. Well, it depends if we're having a treat. 
if I don't want a treat or if it's not a healthy treat, I brush my teeth. That's what I do at 9.15. I brush my teeth at 9.15. So if I have a tea with nothing in it, a herbal tea, and we're going to get into that, um, we normally have a tea and a treat when we go to sit on the couch together. And I'm trying to make healthier choices. So if I don't want to make a choice at all, I will brush my teeth. And I will make sure for me it's a herbal tea. He'll have an Earl Grey. I will try to have a... Um, herbal bedtime blend of some sort, chamomile, um, a bedtime blend is actually what it's called is the other one that I like something to help relax me. And I won't add sugar at all. Um, and I'll just have that. And I'll put my pajamas on and I'll get comfy on the couch. If I'm there before him, which doesn't always happen, but sometimes it depends on what's going on. Life gets busy, right? And we do have kids. So and we have other demands on life, but we both try to bring, come together for this. So if I'm on the couch before him, I will flip through a magazine. I will flip through. I will might maybe read a little bit of a book while I'm waiting. I will color. I have a little um, pencil, crayon, coloring craft station right by where I sit on the couch. And I love that because I can just have a few minutes to do me for a few minutes as I'm settling in and getting comfortable. Sometimes... I will just pet the dogs. That's it. But if you don't know where to start, start with the bookends. When do you need to start your day? When do you need to end your day? And ending your day starts by knowing when you need to start your day and everything that you need to accomplish throughout the day. For me, I am a morning person. So it's easier for me to get up earlier and get more of my things done than I need to get done before my time is divided for other people. So in that case, I want to be up early. So I want my bedtime to be a little bit around 1030. I, I like going to bed around 1030. And I know that's early for some people, but we're up around quarter to six. He's up a little bit earlier. So we're, we're up around quarter to six, 10 to six, right around there. He's up, like I said, maybe um, 540 is when his alarm goes off, I think, maybe 535. And I'm a little bit 10 minutes later, most days, not all days, most days, because I like to be pr productive in the morning. It's my time to shine, but you need to have that start time in order to work backwards to know how much sleep that you need and what works for you and what kind of work you do all day. If you're doing a physical job, if you're on your feet, if you're groggy, if you so think of these feelings, the way you respond to life, the way you respond to negativity or to heaviness or to the demands. You might need more sleep, so you respond better. Okay, second point. You can use your phone time. Actually, this is back to the first point. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead. You can set a timer to remind you as you're beginning this practice of setting up a successful bedtime routine. And so you're starting this constant practice. You can set an alarm to help you. Okay, this is your bedtime routine. Now you need to start to get ready and start to go through the motions. So set an alarm on your phone. Okay. Try that. It'll help be a single that it's time for you to unplug and start with the next step of your life. You know, our life every day is a series of events. It's not just show up and do. It is really a series of events. And we can make the most out of every single moment once we learn how to optimize our energy and our time. And this is why we're here, right? So thank you for showing up. Okay. Eat light and healthy before bed. 
So last night I did do my Fusion 15 workout. And last night, so Mondays and Wednesdays, this is a full body 15 minute workout. That's why it's called Fusion 15. Um, I was hungry. You know, we had a nice dinner, but I was hungry afterwards. So I ate a bowl of cashew cereal. You know, there's plenty of choices out there, but I chose this one because lower, the one I chose was the one with fruit in it. And um, it has high fiber content, high protein content. I'm not impressed with, the sugar's not bad. I mean, I don't want to refuel my body with a lot of calories and sugar before bed after a workout, but I needed the protein and the fiber to fill me up. That was more what I was looking for last night because I was hungry and I knew I would be getting up in the morning and working out before eating. So eat something light and healthy before bed. Eating late meals and drinking alcohol before bed can create unhealthy sleep patterns and they can encourage weight gain, which is something that we're trying not to do. You know, even if you're working on maintaining, nobody really, unless you are physically trying to gain weight, nobody really wants to gain weight. Try limiting your eating window to 10 hours per day to improve your metabolism and sleep quantity. In case you do get the late night munchies, try healthier food options like oatmeal, yogurt, nuts. You want to boost your melatonin levels before bed. Melatonin is a hormone that's going to help you sleep a little bit easier. Okay? Naturally. Naturally. Um having an evening nightcap or a treat could be working against you. Alcohol is depressant, which can make you feel sleepy while drinking. However, the effects wear off quickly. Lowering melatonin levels and disrupting your um, natural sleep rhythm can delay your REM sleep, which is your deep sleep that you want to be into, and that causes insomnia. If used as part of a nightly routine, the, intol the tolerance increases with the alcohol. So you're going to want more and more and more of it, requiring more in order for you to reach that state of drowsiness. So you definitely don't want alcohol if you can avoid it right before bed. You don't. Try to keep that out of the agenda. And I've made that shift recently as well. I was, um, I've noticed I've, it's been um, a difference since I've cut, intentionally cut drinking in the evenings at that time. You know, sometimes I'll have a glass of wine at dinner and it would last throughout the evening, but it might be a matter of having, if I'm going to have a glass of wine, having it a little bit earlier so that effects wear off. And it's just something I enjoy instead of water. But now I've made a new deal with myself. And for those that have been paying attention recently and been seeing some of my lives or even my TikToks, I've been talking about drinking more water and making sure I'm drinking all of the necessary water I need to be drinking throughout the day. Um, and sometimes every once in a while, I love a bottle of red wine, or a bottle, a glass of red wine. Sometimes a, a bottle will last me a week. Sometimes it'll last me three or four days. Sometimes it'll last me two days, but lately I haven't even opened one. Um, and it's made a difference in my sleep patterns. It's made a difference in a few things. So there's nothing wrong with making short-term changes like moving your alcohol schedule around to maybe the weekend or maybe for special occasions. I don't need it. It wasn't a matter of needing it or not needing it. It was a matter of how does this fit in my lifestyle? Is this part of my big picture plan? Okay. Another thing I want to talk about is music. You know, making a bedtime playlist can help you let go of mental attachments. Music helps you stay in the moment. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but if you're singing a song, you're mindful. 
You really can't do anything else. You you're never in a state of anxiety. Anxiety is worrying about the future. Depression is focusing on the past. When you're listening to music, there's other actions as well, but when you're listening to music, you are in the moment. And we want to be as much in the moment as we possibly can. We really, really do. Because that way there, we're not letting those other emotions control us. Okay? We are enjoying as much of today as we can. So if you can put on, create a playlist, it's going to make it easier for your bedtime routine. Studies have shown that listening to music can help encourage sleep and improve sleeping quantity. It makes a big difference when it comes to lessening your stress and helping you relax a little bit more. And that's why stress normally is because we're anxious. We're anxious because we're worried about the future, the things we don't know yet, things we can't control. We want to eliminate all of that, especially at bed, especially at bed. Listening to music Classical music particularly has been found to help with sleep, but don't feel obligated to listen to classical music or a specific genre. Find what you like, whether it's R&B, country, pop, whatever it is, as long as it helps you with your sleep routine. So I would encourage you to try something different. So I love country music. I love country music. I listen to country music all day while I'm working. So if I'm listening to the same country music at night, it's not going to make me fall asleep right? It's not because I love country music. But if I listen to an instrumental version of country music, it makes a big difference. Sometimes I listen to that in the bath when I'm trying to unwind. I'll just put an instrumental version of the current country pop hits that I love and it makes a big difference. It almost sounds like a lullaby version. As long as it helps you with your sleep routine, it should help you sleep more soundly. Now, I've tried going to bed with different music, like rock music or whatever, in the past. And because I have a passion for listening to music and for loving the stories that are within the songs, I'm not trying to digress here. You know I'm a storyteller. Um, I have a hard time personally falling asleep because I'm so engaged in the stories that the songs are singing. Especially rock music from like the 80s and 90s where they tell a story. And I think I feel the same way about country. There's a story in every song. I love it. I, I love that I'm getting excited. Whew, brace myself. I knew this was going to happen today. When I said a short and sweet podcast, I knew this was going to happen. Okay. So try something different. I cannot go to sleep to music because it motivates me, but I can listen to it if I'm having a bath at night, if it's one of the nights I'm not working, or if I don't have an evening class and I'm choosing to have a bath, I, I'm sure we're going to lean into this a little bit, but I do try to have a bath once a week and just veg. And that's where I will listen to that music. There are new trends in audio sleep. There are different apps called Calm as well. And if you want a copy of Calm, let me know. I can offer you 30 days for free. I can send you my link. It is amazing. Um, it does help. There's also white noise machines, color noises, which is different sound waves that emit frequencies that interact with the brain. White noise kind of resembles um, like the snow that you would see on the TV. Remember like when the TV stations, when you'd fall asleep with the TV on, it would be all snowy when you woke up. Where a pink noise is softer, like rainfall or the first snow. Brown noise is deep and soothing like the ocean. Now, this is something I do love. I do love falling asleep to the sounds of nature. I don't do that because we're together and we go to sleep together. But in the past, I have gone to bed listening to 
nature sounds. It has helped me for sure with a bedtime routine. The different color frequencies help slow down your thoughts, which is what we want to be doing at night. It relaxes your muscles and it dissolves anxiety. Um, download a color noise app or explore different color noises channels on YouTube. And then from there, put on your headphones and slide right into bed. Now, in some cases, I like to do the meditation at night, like Calm app. Um, but I'm trying not to digress because I typically fall asleep when I do my meditation at night. So for me, that doesn't work. It might work for you. Okay. Lower the lights in the thermostat so you can hibernate. You want a cooler room. Block out as much lights as you can in your environment. You want to keep your room in your house around 65 degrees Fahrenheit. So to do the math backwards, what's that? Subtract 30 and divide by 20. So that's 35 divided by 2. You're looking about 17, 18 degrees, right? for Celsius for anybody that's Canadian listening to these podcasts. And I know there's quite a bit of you in the, in here listening to this in my case, because, um, I feel connected to nature and this is part of who I am. I like to leave my window open when I'm sleeping. I really, really do. I like to go to bed into a cool bed. It makes a big difference when you're going to sleep. It makes you not too cold because too cold when you go to bed shivering and you can't break that. It's really hard to fall asleep but cool. And this is what we're looking at is we're looking at the coolness. So lowering your thermostat, your body will adapt to the lower room temperature and it will begin to feel drowsy. Turning off or lowering the the lights, the bright lights. I like to cover all bright lights. And if I were to have it my way, there would be no lights on in the bedroom, but we do have a clock in there so he can see the lights that are of the time. And I don't know why you need to see the time when you're sleeping, but I think it's more when you wake up in the middle of the night. Um, I don't personally, I am totally okay with a totally black room. I don't need to see what time it is, but these are some of the things that you need to keep in mind if you're living by yourself or if you're living with a partner and where the differences fall. Sometimes putting a sleep mask over your face will make a big difference if you're trying to compromise. Everybody is different, but you're trying to create a cozy, cool, and dark sleeping space. It's going to help you get into rhythm and, and have a proper sleep mode. Having a sound sleep routine will make you look forward to the end of the day. And that is critical. Life is so busy. It is so crazy. And we go in so many different directions. You want to look forward to going to bed, to resting. When we look forward to resting, we do more of it. Okay. Once you've built it into your routine in your life as a consistent habit, you will feel the benefits tenfold. I do this every night that I'm teaching for sure. Wash off your stress in the shower or a bath. So I'd mentioned um, with my Fusion 15 classes, two nights a week, we have classes at 830 at night. So we're done by nine in most cases. And then I get in the shower and have warmer shower than normal. I try to make it hot because heat makes me sleepy, right? I just said go into a cold room, but physically... Heat makes me sleepy and I wash off all of the stress from the day. So taking a shower or a bath one or two hours before bed lowers the body's temperature and encourages healthy sleep. So if you can do this one or two hours before bed, it doesn't matter the temperature. Because I am doing this right before bed, like 
literally an hour before bed or less, like right around there, I do like to have it a little bit warmer. Um, and it feels really good to wash off the day. In the morning, we're rushed. So showering in the morning is quick, cool, efficient, go, go, go. And find what works for you. It doesn't, it, whether it's hot or cold, I'm sharing what works for me. What works for me might not work for you. Some people like to use, especially myself, I like to use um, a lavender or a very bedtime soothing body wash at night, just as I'm washing the day away, as I'm letting the stress go. And I do like it a little bit warmer at night than I like it in the morning. I've already shared this tip already, so I'm going to share this again quickly. Turn off your electronics before bed. Put them in a different room. Get rid of that blue light. Okay, it's going to make, I keep on saying, okay, i got to step away from this. But screens from TV, smartphones, laptops, especially smartphones and laptops, emit blue lights that stimulate your body's internal clock, keeping you buzzing long after it's time to hibernate for the night. Exposure to high amounts of blue lights before bed can lower your melatonin levels, resulting in sleeplessness and delayed REM sleep. Again, REM sleep is a deep sleep that we're trying to achieve. It's recommended to shut off screens 30 to 45 minutes before sleep. When it comes to getting a full night's rest, there's a fine line to walk between sleep and technology. Wait until morning to binge watch Netflix or to check your Instagram. They're not going anywhere. And I do notice the difference when I check my phone for, to check my timer, to check my alarm, to do this, to do that. I am not at all happy on the times when I lean into my phones and when I check my phone at night. So my new practice is going to be to try to check it beforehand as much as I can. I just wanted to double check last night that my timer was on for this morning because last week I set the timer for the wrong time and I ended up sleeping through and I was late for my morning class. But it did make a difference because now I was looking at that, that blue light. Phones, so smartphones and um, I find them to be different than TV, but again, find what works for you. Another tip is to reduce your anxiety with a to-do list. Creating a to-do list prevents the mind from worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. It's like journaling. Okay, so when you write down tomorrow's tasks or anything that you need to do, it's no longer in your mind. It's out. It's done. You've dealt with it. So bedtime writing is a mental dump of information that organizes future responsibilities. So you don't have to hold on to that in your memory bank. There's only so much room in there for information. The more you can put out, the more you can make room for more room. And what happens here is it allows you to release anxiety. When you wake up in the morning, you have an itinerary ready to start your day. So this practice can be done before bed. This practice can be done when you're done your day, before you part start your bedtime routine. I could write out my list while I'm waiting on the couch if I get on the couch before him. It doesn't always happen. But if you're up for more mental cleaning at bedtime, then write a longer chapter in your journal or do more of an effective to-do list. Or bring your schedule or your daily book or your your daily playbook, your custom playbook that I am creating. I don't know if you guys know this. Sidebar, two seconds. I am working on creating a customized playbook, a journal that you can buy every quarter and you can use as a playbook for your life. I've got it divided up into three sections right now. I've been working on it. It is phenomenal. I am fine tuning it, but the first third of it is your 21 days to a smiling reflection. 
resources and materials for you to check off and review throughout your 21 days, which you can come back and revisit throughout the quarter, throughout the months and the quarter. The middle section is your daily schedule, right? It's all about what needs to be done throughout the day, right? So it's every single thing that needs to be done throughout the day, you're writing it down and then you're making an action plan with it. And today you must do, today you must contact, today's date, all of the action items that you need to do. So your middle section of the book is your daily action items. The third, the last third of the book that I'm putting together is the custom part. So the custom part in my book has to do with finances. I've been adding more and more pages to it as I've been working on them, but the custom part to my book right here um, is because finance is an entrepreneur, it's important to me and it's part of my three goals. So this book is divided really into my three goals and my three goal posts as to working towards my life, achieve time freedom, balanced energy and elevated finances. So I am so looking forward to sharing this with you as we get to this point. And if anybody's curious, I would love to show you what my playbook looks like and how I'm working on it and how I am improving it and when it's going to be ready to be launched. It is something that you would um, use every single day. There is a spot for reflection, for gratitudes, and it's going to help you upgrade and elevate your life. That is the purpose and the intention. Phenomenal. Sidebar, coming back to the story. But it actually is a perfect segue to what I was going to say next. Jot your thoughts down in a journal. So what I just chatted about was your action plan, your to-do list, to help you reduce anxiety so you're not going to bed with a lot of heavy thoughts and emotions. But your next one is to jot down your your thoughts in a journal. Do your journaling before bed. Dump everything out. This is good for your mental health by reducing stress and helping you remember good ideas before sleep. You don't need to write down a novel at night or anything like that, but you can address the thoughts and the emotions that you've been putting off all day long. And for some people, journaling at night is a perfect time to journal because maybe their day escapes them. You can address your thoughts and emotions that you've been putting off all day long, as I just said. Put some chamomile tea in your favorite mug, put your pen to paper, and let it flow. It doesn't have to make sense. If you don't know where to start, I can definitely help you with that. I would just start with your thoughts. No matter what they are, I would just write down your thoughts and go from there. Taking 10 to 15 minutes, you might be surprised by how much you actually accomplish. So relax your muscles at night. You can do this in a couple of different ways. Yoga session, workout, stretches, foam roller, anything like that. But when you do that, it's going to help you ground your mind before bed, which means you're going to decelerate the mind and the body, relieving tension and improving sleep quality. Foam roller, yoga, those are some good, good, good ideas. Um, that you can implement or try my class. Some of my favorite moods, moods, moves, downward dog, cat, cow, child's pose. Those are my favorite because what they do is they're pushing stress out of the hamstrings, the shoulders, and the lower back where we always keep our stress. Other positions will loosen your muscles that you don't even know were tight. So listen to your bedtime playlist. Focus on breathing and calming yourself. That's exactly part of the evening movements that'll help you. Drink something warm. I've shared some of my favorite teas, chamomile tea. My husband drinks Earl Grey because 
his um husband because um herbal tea doesn't really affect him sorry not really affect him um caffeine doesn't keep him up at night the only reason i drink herbal tea is because well there's two reasons a i don't want sugar um at night and b so i don't want sugar at night and i normally put sugar in my tea just a little bit or honey but something sweet just to sweeten it and herbal tea counts as a water caffeinated tea does not count as a water so for me i am trying to watch my water content which is what we talked about earlier so that's why i choose a herbal tea at night a couple more tips for you i'm going to keep this um we're going to be closing this this off soon aromatherapy and essential oils I do use essential oils and aromatherapy every single night before bed. I do. I like it. I put my diffuser on. I do run it all day long. You know, I am with three different network marketing companies and one of them is doTERRA. I love the use of essential oils. Aromatherapy helps with so, so much because it helps open your senses. Aromatherapy essential oils are used to help with stress management. There's various parts of flowers that are pressed into the oil that gives off soothing fragrances. These oils can be applied to the skin or placed in a diffuser or on your pillow. It's what I do. Sometimes you can spray it, whatever works. Okay. Whatever. Oh, I said it again. Whatever works for you. Frequent, um, intensive care patients frequently use essential oils as an alternative to sleep medications, but it can be just as easily used for regular bedtime as well. Try putting lavender or cedar in your diffuser before crawling underneath the covers. Um, it might not work for everybody, and especially if you don't like the smell. It's not going to work for you if you don't like the smell. That's okay. It doesn't have to work for you. My suggestion today is to pick and choose what will work for you and to go from there. Find out what works for you. How long, sh- how long should your bedtime routine be? That's a really good question. And we're going to end on this today. Typically, 60 to 30, 30 to 60 minutes. Um, this will give you enough time to unwind without feeling rushed. The goal is to build consistency, just like anything else. Consistency, consistency is where you see success. It'll train your body for sleep and encourage your productivity for the next day. Children who have consistent nighttime routines showed improvement in overall mood. Same thing with adults. So translate that into your bedtime for adults, and you should feel improvements in your mental health and emotional state as well. Creating a bedtime routine can help you unwind and close the day. And once you've relaxed, you're ready for bed. Climb into your comfy mattress with your comfy pillow and doze off into dreamland. I would love to hear how any of this works for you today. I think it's amazing to be able to share different suggestions of what works and what doesn't work for everybody. Everybody is so different. So even if you apply just one of these things, just one and it makes a difference, good. So our bedtime routine, my bedtime routine effectively starts around 9.15 to 9.30. We're in bed at 10, okay? I don't do all of these steps. I do most of these steps. I have done most of these steps before, but there's some now I'm going to shift. I color instead of journal most nights. Um, I will flip through a magazine, and I won't get excited, but I'll just kind of gaze through it to help me relax. Little things like that. Let me know what works best for you. I love these podcasts. I love the fact that you're listening to them. Feel free to share with your friends and let me know 
where your biggest success is when it comes to your bedtime routine. Have a great day, my friends.